You're about to listen to a good episode's production. And if you don't think it's good, I encourage you to write to your local representatives. Let's beat it. Beat it. Beat it. Just beat it. Just beat, beat the heat. heat. We don't need Wait, to beat we, the heat because it's off. just raining. Two degrees. <laughs> two fucking degrees. It was really? I went off? for a nice I went for a nice July walk on Saturday. There were fifty mile an hour gusts of wind uh, yeah. and beating rain the whole day. It's it not great. stopped raining in like I mean today it stopped, but it hasn't stopped raining in like a week and it's been awful. It's yeah. been real depression weather. Every yeah. time it's I look been... out the window and see more rain, I think, okay, I will kill myself. <laughs> yeah. I have my climbing... pressed against the window and just like single yeah. tears running down my cheeks. I'm it's supposed to be climbing Ben Nevis on Saturday and I'm hoping it's not it's possible in the weather, like Yeah, that's very north. Well, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was like pretty constant. Like it wasn't as hot, as hot this week as it was like the a few weeks before, but that means it's still like twenty eight degrees instead of thirty five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, oh, that's much nicer than thirty five. To be fair, yeah, maybe oh, we had we had one I, rainy day <laughs> on Saturday, which was when I accidentally went to Pride because I forgot it was happening. <laughs> And I just You're like, no, I'm a homophobe. To, yeah, <laughs> I just went pride. to the city to do errands. And I was like, why is there so much going on? Oh, no. Why are uh, why are people wearing colorful wigs? Janosch yeah, realized that Die Woke had taken over Germany. Yeah, the Woko Haram is here. Uh, <laughs> is here. The very Wokemus, yeah. The, the Woke Voke. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Woke Voke. <laughs> Die Woke is how I how would how say it here. Wow. Uh, <laughs> and I did accidentally go to Pride. It wasn't. It, it was raining, and it was. I I I I imagine it's the kind of thing that is more fun when you're on drugs. Like that was my impression. Yeah, or really drunk. Mm. I didn't go yeah. this year. You yeah, and the rest of the. I was uh, working. I was working at Pride, so I. Oh, had you to were go. working. Yeah, that was the other thing. Like it was like so much. Every everything there was like some corporation doing their little. Um, Listen, I work for a thing. gay charity, and my gay charity made me sit in a stool and tell the gay children about my gay charity. <laughs> 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 and all well. they wanted was badges, which I understand. Well, but, you know, it's good to know, you know about the gay charity. Gay children do love badges. That's something I've learned. And normal children. A lot of them are just, you know, they were, I don't know, they were like seven, so I doubt they know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were like, I want this purple one. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you are a little bisexual. <laughs> go for the Go for the non-binary one. It's got, it's got some yellow yeah. in there. My, I, I accidentally uh, ran into uh, a friend there and... Uh, they had like some really like artfully done like non-binary eye makeup that was That's like super impressive. Like you know the the flat colors that aren't very good, uh, but they yeah, made yeah. it look good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I did. I did. I did also see. I want to. I want to shout out the temporary tattoo stand that I saw that was like not at all like. You know, it wasn't like they did like they their gay, their gay tattoos. It was just like their regular temporary tattoos that they had. So there was like an iron cross there. There Let's was like go. a Slipknot tattoo. <laughs> oh yeah, well Slipknot's for the gays. <laughs> iron cross. <laughs> I love my gay iron cross. <laughs> so true. 
No one's representation for the gay fascists among us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they exist, right? They exist, they exist. It's a thing. and they're mostly poking. But they're mostly posting pictures of sixteen-year-old girls and fantasizing that they're a Greek boy from like two hundred. Yeah, BC BC two hundred. In the old Greek days, you were able to just be a pederast and everyone would leave you in peace and yeah. they would respect you. And these days, no one respects the humble pederast. They don't even give you an, an important position in government anymore. Wait, hold on. Never mind. Hold on. I'm just getting- <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't worry. It's fine. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, it wasn't gay back then, so yeah. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, yeah. So you you walk, you went to the the pride parade, uh, like said hi to everyone of the like LGBT caucus of Tissenkrupp, and then went home again. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah. And they're like, we make lifts. <laughs> it's fine. No, don't ask I, us about I, our yeah. history. I, I I did end up hanging out with my friend who I met there accidentally by That's like. That's fun. Uh, that was fun because they were also not with the people they wanted to go with. So they ended up going with their roommates, and uh, so always embarrassing to, and cringe. Uh, exactly, I would go anywhere with yeah. my roommates. Hi, Robin. <laughs> I know, I know that about you. Me and Robin <laughs> live together now. That's I guess that's an update. I'm not. I'm not sure. Yeah, no. for yeah. the. Keep, keep, For those uh, of you who keep it, who keep tabs on our lives, which I know yeah. you do, because you parasocially in love with us. Uh, yeah, if you have the huge like shipping creeps. chart on your wall, you can do the like fucking what Homestuck thing would that be? <laughs> Moira, yeah. yeah, yeah. I also live with Chaz and Robin now, uh, but they just haven't <laughs> discovered my presence yet. <laughs> I've been searching so hard. See, I heard skittering above the the um, extractor fan, but I thought it was rats. So that's good to know yeah. it's just you. No, that's just what George's presence toenails sound like when he's not wearing <laughs> shoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 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 good that you're an educated, amazing Morris reader now. Like, so now you know that you cannot kill the rats. I probably yeah. I want to kill the rats anyway. Kingdom. I mean, they're not educated rats. They're the stupid, lame rats that's that can't true. think that deserve to they're die. Rats. <laughs> I'm going to go on a holy right. war against them. <laughs> yeah, they must die. They must die in my rat holy war. Um, so funny that I could hear you do that. Two I can't. My, my headphones. My headphones are too all encompassing. You know, I I stole these from my like two jobs ago, and I looked them up, and they're like 110 pounds. Wow. Wow. So I'm like, then the good headset. I'm never getting rid of these. Thanks, UK tax office. <laughs> Don't tell people where I used to work. <laughs> Jazz. <laughs> I. <laughs> I don't know um, why. What's your gro- what's your what's your grove? Something grove, Bedminster. I can't. <laughs> no, we're not do- we're not doxing Chaz anymore because I live here too. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you dox me, you are doxing Robin, um, and therefore you wouldn't dox you no Robin. Me. Um, <laughs> you, Rob- you dox me because everyone hates me inexplicably, but you wouldn't dox mm-hmm. Robin. You wouldn't do Robin's that. Robin's a little me. birthday boy. He couldn't exactly. Dox that's it's true. my birthday month still, even though it's my birthday was last month. It's my yeah, birthday it's also month. My, but I won't tell you when. It's birthday, birthday month, month, so... I hope your presents are coming for me in the post. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I won't be there to open them because I'll be up a mountain, but... <laughs> or more likely, uh, down a mountain, staring at the mountain, sadly, because it's too windy and rainy to go up it. <laughs> You'll be a corpse on a mountain that they use to, like, find the way up the mountain. Oh, like, turn would, right yeah. at the George corpse. Like on Everest. That would be so hot. Yeah. That there are two kittens hard. at my window trying to get in the window. That there sounds are two adorable. kittens inside you. That's oh, really sweet. No, there's three, three, three cats, actually. 
There's three cats inside you. <laughs> There's so many neighbors cats. Rapidly and losing room in there. <laughs> they just hang out in our garden. Probably it's a nice garden. Yeah, maybe it's because you're such a good gardener. No, I'm all right. My courgette cats are enjoying. They're like, ooh, I like what you did with these raised beds, but I personally wouldn't put the bench there just for feng shui. <laughs> Oh, and now they're play fighting. Isn't it cute? I don't know if you can see this. No, because I can't fucking see it, George. And neither can any of our delicious <laughs> listeners. <laughs> so you'll have this? to describe it. Oh, no. Is one of them going to shit in my flower bed? It's good. It's fertilizer. No, that's that's where my, my herbs grow. It's next oh, to my sage. Maybe, and between, maybe not. <laughs> between the sage and the dill. One already shat where the parsley was and I have planted. Mm. He wants to come in. You sure that sound like someone who's going in. to Scarborough Fair. Scarborough Fair, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I bought a record from the world's oldest man at the market near us the other day, yeah. and we found this mar- this record called Big Folk, and it's just like Big 10 fo- folk oh, yeah. songs, and one of them is called Nasty Spider. It's a great song. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> great. It's really spider. good. <laughs> when I come and visit, can spider. I listen to it? Of course you can. We There's have so many song. records, George, that I think you'll find very exciting. <laughs> It's a lot of jazz. Nasty spider. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, these, yeah, Scarborough ca- these cats on it. I'll shut up about these cats, but they come to they come to drink from a putrid bucket of water that is like next to the drain. I have never filled this water. Putrid up. water. <laughs> they fucking love this putrid water. All the cats come and drink from this putrid water bucket. There are clean buckets of water in my garden they can drink from, but they drink from no, the putrid they, water. They bucket. love disgusting water. I don't know why. They like to drink like weird little puddles out of like tarpaulin folds where it's just like gone over and there's like the dirtiest water you've ever seen, and they're like, ooh, delicious to me. <laughs> They've it's all free. contracted brain parasites that make them drink more of it. Mm. I think I do have the cat parasites. I think they're in there. I've got to say. Well, this, this is why I keep drinking yeah. Monster Energy drinks. Yeah. <laughs> the Someone's brain parasites. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's Should we, <laughs> we... <laughs> Should we talk about a book? Yeah. Sure. Should we see a Terry no. about a book? Um, Another Discworld novel, which once again features one of the more familiar characters of the Discworld, Samuel Vines. Mm-hmm. Sam Vines. Uh, he most decidedly doesn't save the world. What he does do is give the world time to save itself, which is very much more of a, a Discworld way of doing things. Sam Vines is not gifted with a huge intellect. It's absolutely right for Sam Vines. Trolls and dwarves and vampires. Discworld way of doing things. Vines find himself in the same circumstances. Can I really trust you? I've trusted you up till now. Discworld way of doing things. Okay, hello and welcome to Who Watches the Watch, a Discord read slash watch podcast. Hosted by four uh, cops for the revolution. Um, Let's go. I am your host, Chaz. And personally, I've been boofing ginger ale for so long <laughs> that you can use my hemorrhoids as a travel aid when you're on an airplane. You can just suck them down. <laughs> you don't get travel sick. One of the worst things you ever said. That's <laughs> <It's> awful. <laughs> Um, I'm your host Robin and dear listeners I'm so sorry but due to the writer's strike we've had to uh, let our strip our script writer go so this this is just us this episode for once 
Sorry. There's no writers on here. We also our actors are also striking. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. The guy so. who normally portrays George won't be coming in today. <laughs> sorry. No. The rest of yeah, us are sorry. scabbing. If, yeah. If that's why I sound a bit, uh, you know, a bit different. Uh, we're just. It's why. fine. We're just not allowed to do any like impressions, any like mm. bits. Not if it's of a striking actor. Because <laughs> that's because that's scabbing. <laughs> Uh, hi, I'm Janosch. Uh, I'm I'm not I'm not scabbing because I don't live in Hollywood. I'm still allowed to act here, so nice legal. What's up, heterosexuals? It's Straight Pride Month. Let's go. I'm your host, George, uh, and we're going to learn about all the straight bits of history together, um, mm. uh, like uh, Greece. I love that. And. Uh, the Italian reunification campaign as led by Giuseppe Garibaldi. Those oh. are the two straight bits of history that I've decided. The rest, <laughs> well, I've got words you, for them. If you had to put Wait, a back percentage on Garibaldi on it, again, yeah. If you had to put a percentage on it, what percentage of our listeners would you think are heterosexual? Because I think it's genuinely a minority. We should make oh, them probably. do a do a poll. I mean, Spotify <laughs> yeah, please gives you write some statistics, us in. But it doesn't tell you about sexualities. Write us in if you're a hetero listener. How write do you us in if you're straight you and that? if you're down to fuck. <laughs> yeah, have, we, have we reached? Have we reached? Have we reached a quorum of uh, straight listeners? Mm. Probably not. We can pivot yeah. to straight content if you want, <laughs> and we yeah. will make you like, listener happy. If um, if you say you're straight, if you if you say you're straight, but we'll still like. Show you a dick and see how you react to it. Yeah, I'm going to be... You'll be like, I'm heterosexual, but I'm plugging electrodes into your brain and seeing if it lights up when you see bonobos fucking. Yeah. (laughs) And if you do, then I'm sorry, that's just not heterosexual. (laughs) (laughs) Well, today we read the middle third of the book Nightwatch by Terence Pratchett. Um, Why are you podcasting in the kitchen? That's like the worst acoustic. (laughs) Yeah. You need hard surfaces. Me going into the hardest, most echoey room possible and just like crackling into my microphone. Maybe you should go to the bathroom. Podcast from the bath. Yeah, that'll be less echoey. Do that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's got plants in it. (laughs) Don't you have like a closet? You should go in. You should go. You should go into the closet. George, get in the closet. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. It's reverse gay month. Get get in the closet. Straight people in the closet now. When the gay people leave the closet, you have to replace them with something, like an Indiana Jones, so you have to put a straight person in there. Yeah. And if you don't do it properly, then a big boulder comes out of out of nowhere. That, ha- that happens even if you do do it properly. <laughs> <laughs> Phoebe Waller-Bridge rolls out of, your, uh, out of your window and starts coming towards you. Mm-hmm. That's a very, very frightening prospect. <laughs> Has anyone seen the new Indiana Jones movie? No. My parents Indiana did, Jones and they were like, the it was feminism. good. They, they go back in time and they fight the Romans. And I'm like, that sounds stupid. <laughs> sounds pretty bad. They do not. It does sound quite bad. They do. <laughs> I was, Sorry, I was what? like... They like do some sort of Roman naval battle, but they've got like machine guns. I don't know. I know, that to, sounds they, cool. <laughs> going yeah, back in my, time to arm Julius Caesar. Yeah. Yeah. My my <laughs> mom was yourself. like, it was good. And my dad was like, it was a film you can watch that was possible to it see. It was a film. My dad likes yeah, it, was... my dad likes Mrs. Brown's boys, so <laughs> you shouldn't take that too seriously. Yeah. I was so we found somebody when I Mrs. found Brown out, boys. like and I found this out like a week before the premiere that it's not directed by Steven Spielberg. And I was like, oh, thank God, mm. now I don't have to watch it. <laughs> like, <laughs> no reason to see a 
non-Spielberg yeah. Indiana Jones Spielberg, film. Spielberg, he's released his grip from upon your testicles and you don't have to be like forced exactly. into the cinema to watch Indiana, like Harrison Ford, 500 years old, sort of stumble across the screen with a whip wearing like a cowboy hat. Yeah, Steven Spielberg has made a movie about how much he wants to fuck his mom last year. And now he's like completely like liberated from like doing commercial of, movies. That's how you complete directing. Like you sort yeah. of done after that. You finished. You won. You've done the motherfucking movie. <laughs> movie and also, and, and also, his mom Fable being bit. fucked by Seth Rogen. That 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 also is part of it. Oh, yeah. interesting. I uh... yeah, I watched. We watched Blade yesterday, and that's about symbolically having sex with your mom. So that was interesting. Mm. I'm killing Blade your father. Fox. Great film. It's yeah. a great movie. I loved it. It's about how you should evade tax. Uh, the sure. government is sucking <laughs> you dry, like blood, blood okay. sucking vampires. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I, I watched Showgirls a couple of oh days God. ago. That's a great. Did film. you love it? Did you love uh, yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the best. It's, it's so good. good. No me Malone. I was listening to um. The, you must remember this episode yeah. about it, and it's yeah, it's deranged. It's. Um, I think it's a good. I mean, I wouldn't call it a good performance, but it has a, it has an energy that I haven't seen in anything else, really. Right. Like, what do you want? You want it to be like every other movie that sucks? Yeah. No, it's like completely, completely its own thing in a way that I think people find upsetting and then mistakenly think it's bad, but actually, it's very good. It won the Razzie that year over its pet, which is the worst movie I've ever seen. Um. Oh yeah, you, you hate its pet. Uh, apparently, Verhoeven is the only director to win a Razzie who's ever actually collected it in person. <laughs> that's wow, so that's pretty baller, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. I mean, the it's just it's just mind boggling because even if you like don't get it or don't find the, even if you don't like seeing boobs, you know, You're gonna, you are gonna see a lot of boobs. Because well. yeah. <laughs> if if that's a problem for you, don't 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 watch Showgirls. But even if you, hate you breasts. Yeah. I watched the edition of Showgirls, which was um, rated and certified oh, by the... the Iranian Film Censorship Board. Yeah. Uh, and I thought it was great. It was. Was it like it was, uh, 10 minutes long? Chased. Yeah, it was very, very, very chaste. Have you seen the version where they digitally just like. Uh, they like paint. They paint bras on all of the dancers. <laughs> but like in, pa- in Photoshop paint, so they're just like block colors. That's what Iranian state television sometimes does on like. Uh, <laughs> like western women who have like cleavage showing or something they just like put a black bar over it <laughs> oh you don't want to see that <laughs> no yeah i don't want to see those put them away and it's also just like a very like to drop the bit also just like a very competently made movie like just like from a like it, it looks, looks good it is uh all the dance numbers i was like genuinely engaged uh whenever she did the i did it with her <laughs> yeah it's so good it's so great Ah, uh, I, I I made it to the listeners. I made the arm crossing move from the movie show girls. Did you yeah. enjoy Gina Gershon? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Gina Gershon is great, and then I I always like enjoy the... Gina Gershon. Do you like the guy who's just there and is like, "You must be in my dance show," <laughs> inexplicably, and then, <laughs> then just sort of like disappears. It's like, oh, I got her pregnant. Don't worry about it. I'm a sex addict. <laughs> This is great. <laughs> that character is so confusing. <laughs> anyway, Night's Watch. Did you like it? The middle third. Yes, I liked a lot. it. Very much. 
what if it was a bad idea to uh to approach like a crowd of people on like horses with like weapons when they're unarmed i mean i'm gonna say i've been i've been listening to a lot of revolutions podcast recently yeah um more specifically recently the like the early french revolution and like yeah a lot of this is very like you know similar like (laughs) down from like i don't know random mobs of people just like making decisions at random but then also like a bunch of sort of moneyed gentry people also making decisions in like different places and it all sort of feeding into each other and a bunch of different people's interests being involved yeah it's very interesting very interesting very detailed very dense yeah (laughs) accurate picture of how a lot of revolutions work the different sort of competing social classes with their own interests and different factions with their own interests all just sort of coming together to form uh history yeah i mean and it is the same with like the army and the police where they're sort of um you know violent forces of the state but often revolutions succeed because they decide to switch sides because that's like where their friends and family are or like people who they identify with more strongly than their position is like soldier or whatever and then that tends to be when they manage to break into places like when they got into i think when they did the march on versailles the the guards just sort of let them through because they were like yeah fucking whatever at this point <laughs> well yeah i mean it's like what has marie antoine ever done for me do you know like <laughs> yeah yeah no that, yeah. that's my buddy that's my buddy jean-luc in the crowd coming up the hill <laughs> <laughs> yeah which yeah, i thought that was very interesting and like the it's just so good it's like vimes is mental state through this whole yeah. thing it's very claustrophobic and things happen so quickly and you can see that he's like desperately trying to hold on to his, his, both his like will to succeed, and like keep going, and also just his grounding in the present moment. And like at, at a certain point in this, he freaks the fuck out because he's like, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing or the wrong thing or what's <laughs> going on. This isn't my time. Where's my wife? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a really like interesting idea that even if you are living through events that you've already lived through and you know what's going to happen you can't control them or change them meaningfully necessarily through one person's actions it's no it's a really well it's like what the the monks say to him where they're like oh the like flow of time doesn't care about one little one little guy and he's just kind of trying to not drown Mm. yeah Yeah, terry says great man theory of history is is wrong not not really he's right apart from benadary a great man in uh (laughs) Was it in uh, Last Continent where like Ponda explained mm. the butterfly effect? Uh, yeah. And, and he was like trying to make a point about how if you step on an ant that can like alter the course of history. And this one Vimes brings that same idea up. And then Lutze is like, yeah, it would be bad for the ant. <laughs> yeah, the ant wouldn't like it. <laughs> I think it's also interesting. I don't know. I don't know how, but like this, this sort of revolutionary stuff where like we haven't got deep into it yet but vimes sort of going this is something that's already happened i'm gonna i'm gonna sort of not necessarily fight with the revolution but i'm gonna sort of help out and try and make it so it it goes better than i know how it it does go um and like the motivations of the people involved feels feels extremely different to like how he did it when he did um 
interesting times. Yeah, I was going to mention like that. Ex- Rinsman's like revolution explaining to the to the revolution like uprising is always be, bad it's always bad and you should just not do that it's lame and yeah. stupid the you intelligence of the out. crowd is that of its dumbest member or something like that yeah, yeah. i mean there is mm. a little bit in this about like people tend to get like people are stupid like there's a whole section yeah. where he's like people are conservative and it's so like well but it's a lot less strong in this than it was in interesting yeah, times which i don't know if it's just terry is it's Vimes wrestling with his cynicism and coming to something yeah. else. Yeah, yeah. It's still largely cynical, but it's, I don't know, I think sort of overtaken by the revolution almost. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's like the knowledge of, uh, of, of course, the current ruler of Ankh-Morpork is a deranged maniac. But I also know that the next one is also going to be one. Yeah, it's, it's so funny how this book at no point, even though it has like a couple different point of views, not many, like compared to some of the other books, but yeah. this one has had absolutely nothing about Wimple, the current patrician. I can't remember his name. That's which is Winder. Bad, but, um, yeah, yeah, and the one who's like making all these promises to the people and saying, "Yeah, we'll do guilds. We'll help you set up," but we've not met him. Snapcase, yeah. Snapcase, yeah. And it's like... Ma- Mad Lord Snapcase. <laughs> yeah. You will. You'll meet him. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay, well, I was. Just, it's just interesting to have, like, this much of the book go by where these two names keep getting dropped all the time and we don't really mm. have, a, like, a window into what's going on there, like, in the upper echelons of society. It's all... Yeah. All at the bottom. Yeah, we're keeping it's... close to, like, normal people or normalish people on the yeah. street. Yeah. Apart from yeah, the, it's a very... couple of sort of vignettes with the assassins. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Which I it's love them so much. Ground with the Sexy young veterinary. He sees Vimes as Keel and is like, I think I witnessed genius. <laughs> 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 he's, he's so clever. Vimes are very real in this book. Yeah, I was I'm thinking a whole, a whole new Vimes in that. He invented a whole new Vimes in in this one. There's so Once much fanfiction about this particular time period. <laughs> <laughs> Not surprised. That's so good. Once again, Vatinari uh, uh, has an affinity for milfs. They just show it's up. His, it's his, his aunt. <laughs> I know, but she's there. She is a milf. There is a bit where she's like menacing Vimes, and Vimes is like, "How come powerful, powerful older ladies are obsessed yeah. with me?" <laughs> now that I'm I, married. I, why, why did this happen when I was, like, 18? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's why. Yeah, because yeah. they don't want 18. They want you when you're married and grizzled and yeah. cynical vibes and you're, yeah, you're it's rough the... and you haven't shaved in a while. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's real. <laughs> vibes is so good in this. I'm imagining Mark Maron as Vimes. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I remember your post Ooh. about that a couple of days ago. I love Matt Marin. I was about to ask you to do an impression, but I think... No. <laughs> as we said earlier, we can't do any impressions of... Yeah, Matt Marin. No, would, all of us would, have a pitch-perfect Mark Marin, but we're not allowed <laughs> yeah. to I'm embarrassed to show it to the audience in case they get too aroused by my Mark Marin impression. And yeah. just be embarrassing. Yeah, I don't want them to I think that they're listening to an episode of What the Fuck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey, whoa, yeah, we would never I'm rip Mark up Maron. another podcast. No. What the fuck? 
<laughs> That's what he starts every episode. Thanks, George. Now you, now you did do the impression. <laughs> I've listened to it. <laughs> Loads. Um, we get we get so many cameos. We get like you know, the this is the young Sheldon, um, uh-huh. <laughs> young Reg. <laughs> Yeah, we get Reg, who's we get Reg, who's alive. We get uh, little baby Nobby Nobs. Um, He's a little street urchin, isn't he? We get young Dibbler. He's the Gavroche of the of the thing. Yeah, we get Dibbler. Um, There's um, there's some great like little layman's references. There's a bit where he meets Casa Vimes does, who's gotten a job with the Cable Street Particulars, who are just like the sort of you know secret police torture wing of the Watch. And he's like, "Ah, oh, I've met, I've met Mister Keel before. Uh, he he arrested me for stealing a loaf of bread, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we get Nobby Nobs. Um, we get Dibbler just starting out. Uh, started out last Tuesday, you know. Yeah, he, he's a revolutionary. Invite. He's hiding messages inside pies. He has never <laughs> considered cutting his own throat before. No, but Vimes puts it in his head." And he's like, hmm, interesting idea. Hmm, great phrase. I love it. I will scout rolls, rolls all the around time. on the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like time to make this my whole personality. It's great. Yeah. Young Nobby is delightful. Yeah. He's, uh, his yeah. job is just following people. <laughs> um, he doesn't want to go to prison because his dad's there. <laughs> yeah. Um, his dad's horribly abusive. Yeah. Pretty grim. Terry's really like, yeah. <laughs> what if, what if my comedy, comedy character was like, <laughs> was was like really repeatedly and horrifically story. abused by his father who's in jail? Um, yeah. It, it's, it's very... Because it, it works so well. I feel like thematically this could come off as a book. Like The other ones have been dark-ish. But like, there's so much sort of horribleness in this one that it could feel like really weird and out of place but it the way it's written it just works really well and it yeah. just feels so coherent and strong um yeah, it doesn't feel like it, feels, a... it feels it feels good <laughs> it feels good it doesn't feel like grim dark fantasy like i mean it mm. you know it barely feels like a fantasy novel at all like there's time well there's not a lot of fantasy involved yeah. but See, I, I was just okay so I was just looking at, like, wondering whether if I, sh- I should read some reviews out today, which I'm uh-huh. probably not going to do. But some of them were like, oh, I I don't like um, fantasy. And there were too many creatures in this one. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't what creatures, think man? that there were. Nobby Nobs? This one is, first I must confess, confess, I didn't finish this book. Life is just too short. I got this recommendation from the BBC 100 books list and read a big portion. I just cannot a stand fantasy, science fiction, and creatures who talk in books. Creatures. Creatures. <laughs> I guess that's like creatures at the very beginning before yeah, he goes back in time. True. But oh, like, yeah. they're not they're not a significant portion of the book. Is it's it not, not even imps. <laughs> But is it not weird to say is I don't like creatures yeah, it's, in it's quotes who weird, talk yeah. and it's like I about don't like creatures dwarves. Who talk. Yeah, is he talking yeah. about dwarves? <laughs> like, about the ones who are like being fantasy racist, discriminated against, like in the in the text of the book, right? Yeah. Yeah, did did Lord Rust write that review? <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Uh, I love to. I love to be someone who doesn't like, by their own admission, sci-fi, fantasy, or creatures who talk in books. And I'm like, damn, this this book that is fantasy, I don't like it. 
some, <laughs> some people will write the will will come onto <laughs> we'll the dumbest bad shit. reads and write the dumbest shit. Like one person, and like I can't believe this. I didn't know, like this. Well, one of them I says like this I, genre. One of them says I read this a long time ago when my English wasn't good enough to understand everything. I did read everything, oh but all the time I had a feeling that I missed a lot and didn't get any of the jokes. One star, and it's there like I'm not saying that not knowing English is a personal failure, but. That's not really the book's fault. Like, yeah. that's, that's like very much like. D- <laughs> that's a, not to be rude. That is a skill issue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not like, get, buy a translation. I don't know. There are loads of translations. You know, yeah. I wouldn't read a Japanese book and then be like, damn, I didn't understand any of it because I can't read Japanese. Or like somebody has written a one star review that says, I was sick when I read it, so this for sure is not a fair review. Why review it? <laughs> I watched Parasite without the subtitles and didn't understand. <laughs> wow. Zero out of ten. <laughs> why did they why did they murder those perfectly nice people? Yeah, why, why were they, how did they get in the house? I don't understand. <laughs> Where's the guy in the who basement? Are those, who are those people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been uh, when I'm North not Korea reading. is so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, I'm not reading Terry Pratchett. I've been reading Wolf Hall recently, and I looked up. Oh the, fuck yeah! Uh, Good book. I looked up the They're reviews on that, and all the like the top reviews are all like one star. Why does she keep saying he? And it's not clear who she's who she means. And it's always Cromwell. Like it's it's such a weird criticism. Like I get this book issue. Seems a bit focused on one guy. It's, like it's, all, it's all from one guy's POV and it doesn't always say Cromwell said it's sometimes it's, it, it's usually says he does things. But all books do this to an extent. <laughs> I mean, it's written in the second person, isn't that just like how it... Yeah. How it... Do you mean... Yeah. People, it's oh, just what people be writing person, reviews that are like, person. all the letters were upside down in this book. Person. I couldn't read yeah. it. Yeah, I'm just. That's me when, I'm, me when I'm reading House of Leaves. <laughs> <laughs> you mean I gotta turn this thing around? Yeah. I gotta turn this book sideways? Excuse me. Uh, yeah, it's funny. I don't know how you can. I can understand how you might not enjoy this book as much as someone who's familiar with Terry Pratchett might. Yeah, you know, I don't think it's a, a good, like, first. No, really not, I think I read it quite early. But yeah, there's a lot of, like, assumed knowledge and a lot of assumed understanding of present day Agmore Pork and what's that like so you can have something to compare yeah. the sort of past Agmore Pork with. I think um, I'd really as a new reader I think I would struggle with the veterinary sections. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because you've got, yeah, I mean, you've got to know the character dynamics of Vimes and yeah. Veterinary, Vimes and Sybil. Uh, yeah. Vimes and the Watch. There. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why is this why is this like annoying assassin guy here? <laughs> yeah seems like a he's prick. so annoying he burnt this boy this sweet boy's book in the fire <laughs> like <laughs> like an ass boy. this innocent little boy this beautiful little boy who failed his concealment exam because he did too well that yeah, was so funny to me i'm sorry that had me chuckling <laughs> <laughs> he said you didn't turn up to any of his classes it's like no he just couldn't so. find me i was like oh <laughs> <laughs> young Sheldon, you've done it again. <laughs> like, isn't that the point? Whoa, he is so young Sheldon here. <laughs> He's yeah, the most gifted boy in all of the Assassins College. Um, I, it's implied they're sending assassins after Lord Winder, but he's just like too well protected, so they can't kill him. Which is yeah, it's interesting. 
Uh, Veterinary's aunt wants the revolution to succeed. She's like helping them out because she's like, it's bad for business to have an insane guy running a country. She's right. Um, she is right. It's bad for business. Vimes is like, Lord Snapcase is also probably insane. And she's like, yeah, but you know, he's all we've got for the moment. So we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. <laughs> it won't hurt me. The posh yeah. person. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Bourgeoisie interests. It's very interesting though. I love every all of this to be honest i was about to yeah. by a scene but the, the scene where veterinary's aunt is talking to vimes like while she's hosting a dinner party for like all the like rich revolutionaries who are keeping it dead quiet i think that's so good the the bit where he oh. like why is she the- milf <laughs> yeah she is milf. the bit where she drinks two entire um, bottles of champagne while talking to him and out of a chipped china mug yeah, yeah, so cool. <laughs> I want her. <laughs> yeah, need need her. I love how they're always so obsessed with like testing Vimes's like sobriety to make him seem even more epic, and they do do that here where they like pour out some really good brandy and just like put it next to him or like whiskey, and he has to just stare at it as 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 they like and they leave him in there for a bit just to see what happens. I thought it was pretty good. It's so cool. <laughs> just fucking with him. Yeah. <laughs> He's very. Everyone's like, this man is the angriest man I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were like, "What's up with this guy?" And he's like, "I am the samurai of the police. <laughs> <laughs> the law is my blade. The, the law is my blade. I must follow it completely. The people. I. I must protect the people and the innocent. Uh, contrary to all rulers or orders." <laughs> <laughs> And he is epic, like, He's not so to epic. hand it to, to him, but he is pretty epic here. Um, I did love him punching Lord Rust into unconsciousness. <laughs> yeah. I, he's so he's so desperate for young young Vimes to not do it, because he's like, this is going to be really bad in the future if, if me in the past becomes like the guy who punched out Lord Rust. That's going to be probably quite bad. <laughs> <laughs> So it's like he's like both protecting him from harm and also like trying to stop him from doing anything that's gonna have some sort of negative impact on him in the future. Yeah, yeah, which I think is great. Like he goes, to, he's gonna hit another guy with a bell, and then he like kicks him in the shin, and he's like, "Yeah, if you hit a guy with a huge bell, then you're gonna fucking kill him, and that's not <laughs> yeah. ideal." Like head injuries are often fatal. Um, yeah, let me do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's interesting um, the way the way he's like. There's there's all the bits with like. Him with his younger self, and then like Ned Coates as like a yeah foil to that, I guess. Mm. Like as mm. uh, the the Coates stuff is really good. It's I really like that. Yeah, we got this guy who's Ned Coates, who seems like a bit of a dick, who's in the watch, and then turns out he's a revolutionary, and also he was trained. He's like good at combat, like good at sword fighting, because he was trained by the real Sergeant Kiel, which is you know. An ideal for Vimes in the circumstances, but he's like <laughs> he's extremely suspicious along. of him. Yeah, it's kind of, it's a very understandable reason to be suspicious of someone. Yeah, he's like, um, <laughs> you're impersonating my dead mentor, and I don't love that. <laughs> yeah, he, he keeps Who trying to like are you? beat the shit out of Vimes like stealthily. Yeah. <laughs> and Vimes is like, uh, I can see why you're trying to do that, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I love Red Shoe in this. Um, yeah. Oh. He's trying so hard. Yeah. He's fervent. He's a fervent believer. He believes in the cause, and that will sustain him forever. Yep. 
<laughs> yeah, the burning fire of belief. It's the most yeah. powerful thing in a Terry Pratchett book. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's like, I will, I will keep going until death. And Vimes is like, just you wait. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, <laughs> you're, you're gonna be a zombie. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be you're gonna keep going yeah if you're like if this is your first Terry Pratchett novel and you hate creatures you're like what the fuck yeah, is maybe turn into like, a zombie Ooh. Ooh, that's, that's not, not even good. realistic I hate that I hate that doesn't zombie happen in with, real life a zombie with plenty of conscience what the fuck <laughs> 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 That's a terrible rap lyric. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't support that man anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess that was Jay-Z. He's, he's probably fine. Jay-Z, yeah. as uh, Brits call him. Mr. Jonathan Zed, we call him. <laughs> Jonathan Zed. Jonathan Zed. Um, <laughs> I, I, I do think it's good that, uh, that, they, that they say zombie in Terry Pratchett. I don't know why I why i was even thinking of this but like every zombie media is like has to invent a new word for zombies. the walkers yeah the slumpers <laughs> the creamers the infection <laughs> the boofers <laughs> uh, expand on this the darn npcs am i right the darn npcs walking around my city shuffling around yeah well npcs keep coming up to me going come come yummy brains (laughs) yummy (laughs) yummy brains (laughs) brain gang thank you for the flowers brain gang brain gang brain cream so good Anyway, we'll be doing that next. Uh, yeah, yeah. Check out our NPC stream. I think that would actually be really funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we all pick a... We, we all pick a watch stream. If we all pick a Discworld character and do an NPC stream. Oh. I'd love to be rendered onto a machine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm picking Angua, but in wolf mode. Oh. Wolf. This, meat will, this meat will help me in my when I'm solving crime. Um... <laughs> <laughs> just me sniffing a microphone for like 20 minutes ouch peppermint hurts my nose <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Rawr. is that carrot i hope he doesn't see me in my wolf form it would be yeah people would like it it would make so much money in the in the discord community <laughs> everyone in the discord community is just waiting for a, like a pervert trend that includes them you know <laughs> that's so wow. true we can make that happen what, what is it what is it our turn for the fucking yeah discord fans stream? are so so sauceless like maybe that's yeah. the maybe that's, that's so true though that, that's the only reason why our podcast even took off like a little bit like we have even Riz. got even because like mediocrely because we're because we have a little bit more risk than than <laughs> everyone than, than else than talking about Discord. Like if we if if we so talked true. about like something else that is like I don't know what's a cool thing. Good question. Um, uh, real housewives. Of if we were talking real... about the Real Housewives, right? <laughs> like there would be so much competition of other podcasters who are who have way more sauce than us, mm-hmm. who are way more risked up. True crime, yeah. <laughs> We would be, we would not be as cool as any of the, you know, the most popular true crime podcasts, yeah. um, because we just can't get as excited about real life. Women. <laughs> <laughs> but when it comes to, when it comes, I'm finding to it very hard to in become the like watch. A, 
to to become like so psychopathic like to <laughs> just like completely how much money would they need to would you need to like make off of podcasting that you can just completely give up your conscience and salivate over real murder well i know for a fact yeah, that 20 within, quid a month within, <laughs> yeah. i know for a fact that within like two months of my favorite murder like coming out they were like topping all podcast charts and then yeah. within that same year they were both like millionaires like multi-millionaires that's so crazy imagine that yeah. happening to yeah. you that your podcast is so successful that you make money <laughs> <laughs> i mean they they did also attract the kind of fans who would dress up as like murdered children for like, yeah look parties. i say why we don't have to be popular to do that if if we want we could we could put um murdered children's faces on our merchandise and sell it <laughs> it's unrelated i think that we would could actually be so to. cool yeah. yeah, we don't have any merchandise currently, but we could make murder child merchandise. I think. Yeah, yeah. we could kill a, a child. Crime. Great idea. It's a true crime. Vimes dressed up. Vimes as Ted Bundy. I was gonna say we could we could do crimes in order to create that, content. That, which you, crime we could create and then the take true a crime. Is it would be like a sort of, like a like a whole scam of like you're mm. doing the crimes and then they talk about the crimes and then you both like share the money. Mm. And why not it's both? Like, two person. You could just woman thing. who murdered her husband and then wrote a book, um, like a children's book on how to deal with grief. Wow. Like I wouldn't yeah. want to losing her husband. Yeah. Who That's she so sad. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to rely on someone else to talk about my crimes because what if they misrepresent it or what if they like yeah. do a bad job at it? So <laughs> you know, people are like, oh, um, what what motivated him? And you, and you'd be like, I just I just really like killing. I just so, I want, I want money. To kill. <laughs> I, want to murder, and I don't like women. I just ever since I was a, a child, so I just really wanted to be a, ever, a woman much. murderer. <laughs> So yeah, I am a misogynist. Everybody knows this yeah. about us, though. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean that's the that's the reason why our podcast hasn't taken off more than it does because once people realize that we have a bit more riz than the other Discord podcasters, they also realize that there's misogynists on this podcast. So they have to. What turn if one it of off. us starts murdering the others, and then uh, imagine how much li- how much listen- listener listenership that would get? Mm. It would get a lot, especially if you did it from within our own house, George. Yes. Yeah, if George, right George popped yeah, out of the cupboard where he's been hiding, um, yeah. the, echo, the, the most echoey room in the house where he's been recording the podcast, um, and <laughs> my, then kills me and Robin. Like, it is. But, like, they can't, they can't even get mad. Like, you know, George would plead in front of a jury that uh, it was, like, because... Uh, remember from, like, earlier this podcast, Chess held him in, like, a hamster cage to, like, create... I don't know what. Yeah, I forgot what the bit true. even was. Your Honor, it was for the bit. <laughs> Circumstan- bit circumstantial existing. evidence. <laughs> <laughs> what I say in a bit cannot be held well, as saying, evidence if, in a court of if law. If Robin was found dead with uh, the on-air yeah. neon sign embedded in their head, um, would that not be a comment on society? Yeah, it would, it would like, say a damn. lot about podcasting. That would podcasting too much, and it killed. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes the bit goes yeah. too far. You know yeah. what I mean? Our society. Yeah. yeah. I thought um, I, I was thinking, oh, just like, you know, just like Robin Hood. But then I remember there was William Tell who like shot through the arrow with the apple mm-hmm. the other way around. Like the man, the William Tell Overture man. 
Yeah, it's like Robin. I, I went from like Robin Williams to Robin Hood, and I think I mixed, I mixed it up with William Tell. So that's not a bit. That's nothing. <laughs> I think William, William Tell, Tell shouldn't have done that. I'm just Robin saying that the chances Williams. of him missing and killing his son with an arrow, I think he shouldn't have risked it. And that's just my opinion on William Tell. Well, not skill issue, Chaz. <laughs> You're breaking up a bit, Chaz. Yeah. Well, Aphrodite, I cannot podcast. Oh, she's back. Oh, hello, hello. There you are. Look who comes crawling back. I I was worried that George has murdered you for real. Yeah, I'm in (laughs) the vents. Yeah, I'm AI. (laughs) This isn't the real Chaz. (laughs) Damn, it's just like when they murdered Biden and replaced him with a clone. It's you. That's why. How many times have they done that? (laughs) Six. A bunch. I'm just yeah. saying, how many Bidens have we gone through at this point? Like, they can't be lasting right. that well. He, he keeps they're degrading. They're all clones, and they're all trans, secretly. Yeah. That's, that's mm. how things are. Yeah, there's one, like, clo- one clone for each gender. Yeah, yeah they the five. The five G signal has disrupted all the Hollywood clones, and uh-huh. that's why they're doing an acting strike, so that that's they can, like, replace yeah. them. Do oh. a reboot. Like a reboot. Yeah. Ooh. I bet, some, I bet that's going to be a conspiracy theory in, like, two days, Chaz. It's going to be real. Yeah, uh, it's they all yeah. they all want that they all want I those believe. used condoms that Tom Cruise has been eating up. Tom, Tom Cruise eats used condoms. That was that, that was just two episodes ago. You're not keeping up. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not. Uh, no. Yeah. What did? What else is there to talk about? There's some epic stuff involving a silver inkwell, which they try and plant in. Rhymes's locker and try and make it look like he stole it and then he he owns them he owns them by finding it in his locker and then putting it back in like the safe he's like gaslighting their captain <laughs> which I think is very mean <laughs> I think it's he good. feels bad about it yeah which yeah. means it's fine yeah there is a bit where Vimes is like I get confused and leave stuff all over the place I can't keep track of anything my memory's gone really weird and fucked and that made me feel all sorts of ways oh no yeah <laughs> Uh, oh, I'm doing yeah. a normal thing to an old man, yeah. Yeah, he's he's just doing a you know a little bit of gaslighting. He's like, listen, it's fine, yeah. you're old and you're confused, you know, it's probably you probably you just put it in your safe, um, using the combination and then close the door and then locked it again without remembering. Yeah. Ga- first he gaslights and then he gatekeeps because uh he uh Lays loads of Home Alone traps uh, in the in the yeah. watch house, yeah. uh, including impaling uh, Cable Street Cable Street particular's uh, feet on a board full of nails, which is well, fun. It's, it's doing some like it's some callback stuff, right? To the beginning of the book, where the assassin he's like put loads of booby traps out for the assassins who keep trying to kill him, and it's become like a training exercise for them to try and for, to try and kill him. And now he's back in the past, and he's like. I can I can do all my like <laughs> fucked up traps for 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 a different reason now. <laughs> um, so he's like sort through all bits of the word where someone might try and get in, and he's put like yeah. Well, he's like different. He's put nail traps down. Me. Yeah, yeah. He's like oh, it's just like a different type, and they're not as smart as the assassins, so it's gonna be way easier. It's very monkey's paw. Um, this whole book, isn't it? Yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. No, absolutely. It's like, it's like, oh, like wow, I wish the simple old days when watching was watching and I could just do what I wanted <laughs> and it was chill and, you know, we people were on the still streets and I didn't me. have to do paperwork and people tried to kill me and now he's in the past and he's like, in a way, I kind of like it. <laughs> he likes it. 
<laughs> he does sort of like it. Um, he does quite like but he he does want to get home. And yeah. as time goes on, he's like, I've yeah, I've got to get, I got to get back so, to my wife. I got to stop wife. being a son, a father to myself, and start being a father to my son. <laughs> 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 so as we've established. Vimes, he first he uh, gaslights, then he gatekeeps, and then he girl bosses, by which I mean psychologically torture. Yeah, which is how women do it. Yeah. (laughs) That's why we hate them on this podcast. Yeah. It's great. They also be be shopping, though, to be fair. Yeah, Yeah. for ginger beer. (laughs) Jazz is frozen again. Oh, no. Yeah. Someone's not girl bossing tonight. not my fault i have no choice but to kill myself <laughs> just because it's have... a bit rainy that would be a, like if you if you killed yourself on screen on on stream that would be a true crime because uh, that would be good as as catholics know that is <laughs> self-murder is a deathly sin so jazz yeah, jazz is kind of going so to me it's actually good something <laughs> oh, to the to the protestants it's normal Jazz going live with something labelled uh, yeah. Bud Dwyer NPC stream brackets Chaz, Chaz version. It's like, oh shit, they, they did the emoji that means I have to kill myself on stream. <laughs> <laughs> I would hate if we recorded like one of these podcasts and we saw like Chaz like climbing up a cliff and like, I don't know, what you're going to do? Just climbing it. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah. It's we're sort of in a position now where we've actually stuck to talking about the book for a really long time. Yeah. Um, and now we're just talking about Chaz committing suicide. Yeah, which is very <laughs> cheery. <laughs> I seem to talk about that so much at the moment. Um, what? It's because the, the weather's bad. Why can't the sun return to me? I'm going to start moving to Germany. I'm going to start like baking things for you. And you know, like when you're trying to give medication to a cat or a dog and you like get it <laughs> and you just stuff it with pill. I'm doing that, but it's with vitamin D. I have vitamin D. I eat my vitamin D. It's extra strong. I eat it every single day. It says bones on it. It says bones. <laughs> well, bone Ta- taking two a day just to get like the maximum, maximum strength getting twice my daily amount of vitamin d well too much vitamin d is also bad is also bad for you so yeah pissing pure sunshine out of (laughs) 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 it burns but it's worth it yeah but my mood is interesting (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it seems like it's working It's working. Listen, I'm doing good. Wow. I'm doing good. It's not Jova. It's 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 fucking <laughs> it's, back. It's generally so, just it's so going. back. It's yeah. so back. Let's go. Exactly. It's, it's giving Let's Riz. Let's go, gamers. It's giving Riz papers. Um, what? What oh. is Riz? What does that mean? Well, you, you can't know because you're you're a millennial. It's probably true. And you're too busy. Cancelling plans and watching Harry Potter. That's true. <laughs> I do both of those things. I do. Love to, I do love to cancel plans and watch Harry Potter. Um, I actually I really like, like it when people plans, cancel plans. plans it gives me. Through. It gives me a sense of relief and not a feeling of deep, ra- deep rage inside my soul that makes me like unreasonably angry. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make me feel like ah fuck. I had a day planned and now it's. Now I I have this like lack of relief where I was like you know my day is unfulfilled 
You've got social blue balls. Yeah, exactly. Mm. That's that's the medical term for that. And it is a disease. I like the bit where he's like drawing a line and he's like everyone step over it who's with me. And yeah. then young Vimes is like immediately steps over and he's like, oh, this fucking guy. <laughs> it's like, no. <laughs> it's like, have some self-preservation, you <laughs> yeah. stupid fucking child. <laughs> I need to live. It's like every time where he's like, uh, young Vimes is like, oh, you know, it would be, it would be great when the snap case is here. I can't wait for the current patrician to die. And, and he's like, if I was a real spy, he would be dead immediately. He would be gone. <laughs> They are so much. He was like, unfortunately, to become me, I have to be a have to be a twerk in the past. Yeah, you, ha- you have to go through the stage of being cringe and and young, and that's horrible. It's horrible to have to witness that as like your future self. It's true. It's it's a hashtag relatable moment. Mm. Yeah, that's what I'm happens relating. every time I listen to old podcast episodes, and I'm like, wow, <laughs> I knew nothing. <laughs> <laughs> In the future, just like slowly guiding your old self through it. Like, no, 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 you have to tell more jokes about 9 11. No. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't mentioned you being so polite? this episode. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm being sincere about like the Scooby Doo episode. <laughs> Why aren't you talking about like Fred getting railed or something? Uh, well, does he? I wish. In a way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It, it's implied, certainly, in Mystery Incorporated. Would you guys like to hear one more one-star review? Please. Or Hated it. Anything. I don't like science fiction and didn't realise this book was in this <laughs> genre. Removed it from my Kindle after ten pages. <laughs> <laughs> ten pages? Ten pages. Even... What science fiction happens in the first... My book starts on page 11. <laughs> There's only maps in the first ten pages. <laughs> There's a and map of the maps and they were like, these port. maps are fucking stupid. That's what I did when I read the gender game. <laughs> yeah, hey, the that's gender fair. game map is stupid. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe this was a, a reviewer from the... Seeing as it's page 10 that turned them off, uh, judging by my copy, maybe this reviewer saw um, that there's a blacksmith's shop on Ooh. the map. And perhaps this reviewer is from the Bronze Age and therefore... Views iron as uh, and blacksmithing as an unattainable future technology that exists only in the realm of science fiction. Um, that's my theory. Yeah, that would explain mm. it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Maybe it's the dwarves. <laughs> I think it's probably the dwarves. But that's not science fiction. Like there is, but even the time travel isn't science fictiony. Like it's a very yeah, it's like magical accident, whimsical. I don't know. It's very like tra- oh, this is travel. this is science magic. We're doing monk science. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but they I, have procrastinators I, and stuff. Although that doesn't come in in the tenth page. Yeah, but I don't even no. think the like procrastinator stuff, like the the uh, monks, the time monk stuff, like even Thief of Time, I don't think is a science fiction. No, no novel because it's like not like yes, it is scientifically explained, but he does like the, this quantum stuff is always very. It's not the type of like aesthetic and the type of science that you'd explain expect from science fiction like there's no uh there's no hacking there's no flying cars <laughs> no one has like three keyboards and and six monitors at any one time yeah and types really really fast mm-hmm. that's the most science fiction is- you can do just like in csi <laughs> 
I was thinking of the bit in The Ghost in the Shell where like his fingers split and then he's got like a bunch of tiny fingers and then he types like super, super fast because he's like, like a bunch of... Oh, I love like, that bit. He's got like more fingers. It's good. It's good shit. <laughs> That's I good. don't remember that. What if there was a practical? What if there was a practical reason for something cyberpunk rather than just doing it because it looks cool? <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting a chip in my brain that doesn't do anything. It's just there. <laughs> just makes my face glow blue on certain parts of it because of um I don't know because it's good. Well, I'm going to get uh, Elon Musk's Neuralink because I've heard it so many. It's killed so many monkeys, and I want the power to kill monkeys with my mind. I will be so <laughs> put that chip in me. I can kill a monkey just by looking ha- at That's it. what's going to happen if you get that chip. How many monkeys yeah, do you need to how kill, else kill the that, monkeys? Is, that they type out Hamlet on a typewriter? Yeah, they get so upset by the end of Hamlet that they just like <laughs> the end it. <laughs> <laughs> if you kill a monkey typing Hamlet on a typewriter in the forest, Hamlet. and there's no one there yeah. to hear it, did you kill the monkey? Yeah, who plays yes. the day? <laughs> <laughs> Does the monkey do it? <laughs> they don't have the range. Yeah, the monkeys are like typing uh, it out. And they don't go to like, the right schools to play the day. Mm. <laughs> Wait a second. So in in one scene, others saw the ghost too, and in other one only Hamlet sees it. That doesn't make sense. Their head explodes. Yeah, like why? <laughs> How does that work? I don't. Really why is understand. he in the gra- Why is he in the graveyard? <laughs> Why, why is he talking to this grave digger all of a sudden? That was a big, whoever's like... Playing the, whoever's playing the grave digger is doing a great, is doing a great job, though, I've got to say. <laughs> yeah, that was a big, that was so a big it's discussion. A part, it's a tricky part. It is a tricky part. Yeah. And you have to, but that was a big discussion in our production of Hamlet, that the guy playing Hamlet was like, why, why exactly are Hamlet and Horatio at, at the graveyard in this scene? They're having sex on graves. Why? Next question. And the explanation is just that Shakespeare wanted to write a grave digger, so they had to, they had to go. Why there. is there like that bit in the very good film they they live mm-hmm. where they just fight? Uh, they just do like a really long like five, six, seven minute long like wrestling fight in the middle of an it alleyway. Hard. It's so <laughs> well, I know, it's I know just the Slovenian to... philosopher for you to explain this. Well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and it's because they're sick as hell and they wanted to do it. Yeah. And I think it's the same for Shakespeare. He's just like, I think this would be really sick if we had a funny <laughs> sort of maudlin grave digger who says some like cool shit. And I think that would be great. And he, that's why he does a lot of the stuff he does. So true. This is like, you know, there's a lot of questions. I watched the film version of The Merchant of Venice and mm. I have a lot of questions about the writing of that particular play <laughs> where I'm like, <laughs> is this a comedy? <laughs> is this a funny play? <laughs> I watched a very bad production Am I of, like it? Uh, of The Merry Wives of Windsor yesterday. It was I not good. I love The Merry Wives. I love The Merry Wives. I believe it can be a, good. I saw a great this, production this at The production Globe. This production was bad. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That I think when one. you see bad Shakespeare, it's it's pretty upsetting. Yeah, it's just about like what if a guy slept with a bunch of or was trying to sleep with a bunch of women, um, and they thought it'd be funny to like just pull pranks on him. That's good. Um, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. In this version, they like kind of couldn't decide if uh, if he's like a sex pest or if it's like funny. Yeah. So it was like. They, they they were like kind of He's playing like some and it's funny. <laughs> yeah they were it's the, the that's the yeah they were the like playing position. the playing assault mm-hmm. scenes for fun uh, or for laughs and at the same time also his other big sin was that his fat yeah classic 
that's comedy <laughs> so that's so that's funny and they also like kind of modernized it but not really so there were some shakespeare lines and sometimes they just used like a few modern words in between it was like very inconsistent theater productions love to do shakespeare in different periods of of history without like they love without, without like, putting any thought into it yeah, like why am i doing been, it in that time they're, they're always like it's the 20s i saw a 60s version of romeo and juliet where romeo was black but the rest of romeo's family were white so it wasn't like a racial critique it just mm. was in the 60s and then at one point they did like a cool dance to like 60s music okay <laughs> I like, every time i've seen like uh if i've seen like a war one they love to be like it's the iraq war <laughs> they love to be like it's a modern it's gotta be one of my favorite war. wars and i've got to be honest like the coriolanus version with uh with uh yeah mckellen ralph fine no real fine good yeah. it is good but it is like they just love to do that. When I saw the Christopher Eccleston Macbeth as well, he was also just like in modern military fatigues and stuff, <laughs> which was quite funny. <laughs> Especially because he looked sort of, I don't know, it didn't like suit, it didn't like fit him very well, no. so it did look a bit like comedic, but like it was really good still. But it, yeah, it's always funny to be like, it's war <laughs> and it's gritty. <laughs> war as hell. I saw Cymbeline like a few months ago and it's like the most insane play I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> It was like absolutely deranged. <laughs> that play is just like he's trying to do everything in that one. Did they do it um, normally? There is too much they, going on. Did they do it like? I think if you try and do it normally, it doesn't make any sense and doesn't work because it's so stupid. <laughs> so you sort of have to like play it as a joke, even when it's got like like it's a bit where this guy just goes into the woods and they just like chop his head off, and then they like pull his like headless body onto the stage. But it's like they have to play it as a joke because it's so like deranged and like melodramatic and then she like she's taken a potion which makes her fall asleep and seem dead because it's a shakespeare play and then she wakes up next to the body and he's wearing her fiance's clothes so she thinks it's her fiance who's dead because his head isn't there and it's just like and it's all like that like the entire play is like that constantly it's like, all right sure yeah that makes yeah. a lot of sense yeah, it's 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 crazy. He, there's a guy. They're like the Britain, ancient Britons fighting the Romans, and this guy changes sides like four times. <laughs> <laughs> and and the in the end of the the conclusion is that they fought the Romans and they've won, but they're still going to give them taxes because they just think Rome's kind of neat. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm paying my landlord it's, extra it's, money this it's month. So, just it's I think so, he deserves to have a little so weird. I tip my landlord. Yeah, yeah. Did Why I don't tip your landlord? He does a valuable service. Did I tell the story on this podcast when uh, we had a like school trip to London, and we went to the Globe Cringe. and Titus Andronicus was playing there? So oh my god, we were like, like I guess the, we'll the watch Titus Andronicus the play, and uh, like it wasn't it wasn't compulsory, but like a couple of us stayed there. And then our teacher was like, uh, "Okay, so this is uh, this is for this is known as the worst Shakespeare play, and it's the most gruesome one, and it's really bloody." And, and then they played it like really, like with like really realistic stage effects, where they yeah, I've seen that production. It's insane. <laughs> it, was, it was a very wild thing to see as your first like. Yeah, Shakespeare play as a teenager as like in the first like, like in original language Shakespeare play as a German teenagers. 
Yeah, there's like a character who's raped and to like hide the crime, they pull out her tongue and cut off both her hands and yeah. she spends the rest of the play like bleeding from the mouth and from like her hand stumps. And that's just like <laughs> one character. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. It's, it's, at one point they're like carrying three heads in sacks and she can't carry them because she's got no hands. So she has to carry it in her teeth. <laughs> <laughs> How old were you, Yanosh? Like 17. Nice. <laughs> Incredible. The perfect age to watch Coriolanus. Titus Andronicus. Oh, Titus, Titus Andronicus, yeah. Coriolanus is fine. There's nothing particularly gruesome in Coriolanus. There's just like sick fight scenes um, and vague homoeroticism. A Titus Andronicus is like, what if you used every single like fake blood thing that you could possibly source in the entire city of London? Um, <laughs> Do you like prop? prop production for Titus Andronicus and just ordering as much goop in as he possibly can. Yeah, yeah. it's like, oh, we got to get the goop. <laughs> this production's got to look my insane, my insane posh uh, great-grandfather did a lot of, like, extremely spurious genealogy um, and just declared that we were descended from both Macbeth and Coriolanus. <laughs> Do you think he was just slightly drunk How? and reading Shakespeare and was like, that sounds like me? Um, yeah, I've no idea. <laughs> he was a strange posh man. He spent all of the family fortune on Lamborghinis. Cool. Oh. Yeah. And he what rented a castle. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Cough up the Lambos, old man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's very dead. Yeah, I know. What happened to them when he died? <laughs> I assume he probably already sold them off because yeah, he no spent money. all the money on renting a castle. <laughs> well, I guess if you're like full of money and you're like, I don't want to give any of this to my to my children and relatives, I might as well spend it all renting a castle. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Apparently he was nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my dad likes him. Mm. Okay. Um, anything else about Mr. Vimes's wild ride? It's good. I like when his when he's going sickle mode, which he's doing a lot. It's the whole book. Uh, I like the I like the like constant feeling of like how how uh, how hard it is to keep everything together when like everything is escalating around him. Yeah, you know what's going to happen, not what's going to happen. But it's still like like it really it really puts you into that place. You know, he really yeah. makes you feel the chaos and the mayhem that is like and like boiling yeah the tension he keeps talking about like the tension in the streets and like around and just it's constantly setting off there's like a massacre um in dolly sisters where like they open fire on a crowd he he says like he gets really he's having sort of a a long dark night light of the soul and he he has a thought about like the people and he's like oh the people will never do anything because people you know, people are just scared and they don't have any sort of self-preservation. And he's like, people like Casa are actually smarter because they've realized that there's no real laws preventing you from doing whatever you want. You can just, you know, you can kill and you can take power. And he's just like, embrace the beast inside him. But my beast is normal. <laughs> I'm a police. I'm a policeman. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's and, and I got to hold on to that. Interesting yeah. that the police provides to be a very like fruitful career for evil men 
Uh, yeah, there's like just this fucked up phrenologist, um, <laughs> like <laughs> torture secret police guy, and he meets Castro, and he's like, "This guy's got the world's <laughs> most honest brow," <laughs> <laughs> and he's taught me some new torturing techniques. So I'm, you know, I'm I'm all for him. <laughs> lovely, lovely chap. Yeah, and there's a lot about sticking ginger into people's into people's asses in this. This is very like ginger and ass focused. But yeah, I mean yeah. that's st- sticking up, sticking up like phallic type objects into people's asses is like a recurring motive in Terry's books. I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> what does he mean? <laughs> what, is, what does that say? I don't know. Hey, Terry. What did you mean by this? <laughs> Terry, what was what were you going for there? Um, Why are you... Did you have it's like... he's British. <laughs> yeah. He probably had like an ass examination. And he was like, I don't like this. Imagine if this was a ginger beer. You've got a freak though. You know the, the ginger thing with um, uh, putting it in a horse to make it seem more lively? Yeah. Um, Is that real? They used to do that with live eels as well. Put them in a horse or put the ginger in the eel? Oh, uh, no, you, you put an eel or ginger in the horse. <laughs> I'm, I don't think you should do that. <laughs> I'm going horses. to the market trying no. to sell my eels, but everyone keeps telling me they're not lively enough. i got to call my buddy <laughs> Freud and see if he knows where to stick all the ginger, because for the life of me, I can't figure out where. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in the market trying to buy a horse, and I ask, is this a ginger horse or an eel horse? And they're like... <laughs> What do you mean, buddy? It's a horse. (laughs) I buy it. (laughs) It's eel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's good. I love all the I love all the crimes that young Nobby tells him about, and he's like, he knows all the lingo, and Nobby's very impressed. I think it's very fun. I think they might actually be real, like Victorian uh, criminal slang. I mean, even if I believe it, Terry loves that shit. At least partly. Yeah. Yeah, there's a great, yeah. uh, great moment of uh, of like Nobby exp- just like telling about all the people that he follows Vimes for, and, and Vimes is like, so yeah, I guess you could also follow me for for me and tell me about other people who are following me. <laughs> I'll give you porridge. Yeah, if, yeah just follow me can, and see what else is going on. You can fit it into your busy schedule. <laughs> it's it's quite fun I'm- to see like the gang of. Uh, or like the the original three, I guess, of like uh, Vimes, Nobby, and Colon coming mm. together. Like they're the only ones remaining yeah, to, uh, all, into the current watch. And they're all sticking it out, you know. They're all sticking yeah. in this revolution. Got, they've crossed the line. They're in his. They're in his like little gang. They're helping build the alternate barricade in a slightly more advantageous decision, <laughs> like position. Yeah, Colon is also slightly great. Down like, the road. He is, Colon is just like. He's pretty much a normal man still. I was going to say, like, it feels like that Colon has had no growth, <laughs> which is yeah. not a bad thing. I think that's just co- the which I think he said before. He has he has reverted like since 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 him here. Like he's he's not as racist as he later becomes. Like, well, it's because there's no one to be racist yeah. against. Yeah, yeah. There's like no dwarves in the city. You know, there's no they haven't managed clatchings or anything. So there's no opportunities for him to be racist at people. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, like if you, th- th- I mean, that's the thing. Like if you really hate creatures, like this is the one Terry Pratchett <laughs> book that uh, you'd be this the most okay free with of, reading. <laughs> free of creatures, Not creatures. yeah. <laughs> Not enough creatures, in my opinion. We need more little ghoulies, ghosts, and gigors. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be good. Yeah. Uh, more ghoulies. More ghoulies in this book, you know? Well, we still have ghoulies. We still have a third of book left, so maybe maybe the creatures we'll are see. all backloaded. Ooh, uh, backloaded with the eels. Ginger. Um Yeah, I think I think the last third of this book is really good as well, so I'm excited to I'm excited to read it, reread it, and experience experience the wonder, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Excited this, to read it. This book really just it just winds yeah. up. It just real yeah. ratcheting. It, it really, very, it really just goes. It really, goes. yeah, it really reads it itself. Like there's still like three hundred and something. Yeah, three hundred and twenty pages in. It's still just like there. There wasn't a moment where it was like, okay, this is dragging a little bit. Like it just keeps. Uh, keeps even it, like keeps up its momentum. Of, they sort of highlight that there's a bit where they're taking vines to see this sort of posh lady who's helping fund the revolution and they like knock him out and he wakes up ages later and he's like how hard did you hit me and they're like well you just started sleeping and we thought maybe you hadn't slept in a while so we just like let you sleep so like his last night's sleep was like unconscious god (laughs) yeah that was was great yeah fumes and cigarettes cigars cigarillos yeah, Something. like as a as a bl- as a bad sleeper, I always find it very relatable to read about characters finally getting sleep, even if it's like because of being knocked unconscious. Yeah, it's like damn, someone needs to knock me unconscious. Yeah, he's right. <laughs> damn, sounds nice, sounds peaceful. <laughs> Any other points? No. Points. Points for creativity. Uh, it's a good book. It's a good book. I have no brain. No brain head empty. George brain full of rain. <laughs> Dead. Brain rain. George brain brain. brain. Eel. Mm. Wow. I need a bad bitch to fill me full of eels. <laughs> oh. I wish someone would I wish someone would fill me full of eels. Yeah. <laughs> I want that eel man for real, you know. Yeah, riz me up. Uh, I'm sure you can get someone to fill you full of eels in uh, Bristol, but in Cardiff. <laughs> yeah. People just aren't. It's not the not same people, yet. they're not as hip, yeah. The eels haven't yeah. reached Cardiff yet. Across the river. Uh, they still they still have those tanks where the the fish like nibble the dead skin off your feet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, all right. If that's if that's if that's our lot. Um, no, yeah, tell us if you listen to this episode. Tell oh, us if you're heterosexual. Yeah. Yeah, please. Tell us if tell us if you didn't listen to this. Describe episode your heterosexual all sex sexual positions and moves that you like to use, and yeah. we can we can all judge how straight they are. Missionary. Yeah, we'll we'll um, rate them on it on a <laughs> missionary. If oh, you... missionary like the church kind of game. Yeah, if you if if you give uh if you go down on your wife that is a bit gay, so you're Yeah, you're the nice. Sopranos told me that. <laughs> um If you like you can donate to our Patreon for three euros a month and get access to our bonus content, of which there is one now there's one bonus welcome. content and there will be more there will be more i swear to god darkspell will be I back swear to... someday yeah uh it will be back and i will do everything in my power to make it back because i'm working part-time so i've got more time now baby <laughs> let's go woo. um woo. Uh, <laughs> oh, and so 
Or you can donate five euros and get your name shouted out like these people. Thank you to Milk Succubus, Sarah McClintock, Terran, Leva, Evan DM, Eo the Nightmare, Antigone Progony, and a special shout out as always to our Bjorn Strong in the Arms, Ankles of the Show patrons, Plush Wraith, Jason H, Gardar, and Big Flat Bunt. It's a flat. Wow. Incredible. Thank Biggest you for the kisses. money. Thank you. Thank you for raising us up. <laughs> I heard they raised us up on the podcast <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Who watches The Watch is a podcast about Discworld, <laughs> and it's the third most popular Discworld podcast in current iTunes rankings. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, give us a review on iTunes and make it five stars and... Uh, you know, pump us up and in the do juice review. us up, rizzles yeah. up in the rankings. You can give us a bad review as long as it's um, five stars. Yeah, five five stars, bad review. That's what we like to see. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Uh, but until then, Bjorn Strong and the Ankles, Ten Nigel. How do they rise? I don't up, think we've bitch. said it enough. Yeah, we haven't. We haven't said Nigel. Stand Nigel. Nigel. Yeah, you can listen to our. You can listen to our combined. Our combined episode with the other discord podcasts where we talk about yeah. nigel again so we talk about how much more riz we have than they <laughs> yeah they, they, they like it they like it when we do that it's me and Yanosh on that one uh yeah see you next time bye bye the self-claimed bye, bye. bye.